You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Understarters Orders Podcast 7 group ones this weekend and we'll be covering them all for you tonight some fantastic racing i know that the lads are absolutely salivating at the moment to get the bones picked on this uh really looking forward to it. been a warm one steve hasn't it been a warm one down where you are in london very warm mate very warm indeed very very warm. Warm. yeah yeah what, um, what was it like um what was it like in the taxi this week then bud it's been racing 30 degrees yesterday and Tuesday. Today was a bit yeah. cooler, but absolutely unbearable. Oh, sort of you want to be stuck in the garden with a few cold beers. Yeah, yeah. So have you done that tonight? No, I've not. I've had a drink since Monday, so... Oh. That sounds like a long time, doesn't it, Sam? It's a three days. <laughs> what sound like a long time? I'm sure somebody here has got a bit of wine with him, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's, where's the little one? <laughs> He's in bed. He's in bed. Oh, what what are we drinking this week, Declan? Finest drop? Yeah, no, not a drop of Italian. Puglia. Don't forget to follow the wine guy on Instagram. That's our Declan. He will give you the, the tips of all the best wine out there in Ireland. <laughs> Drunken reviews. Drunken reviews. Don't forget to follow the OJ guy, too, because he's pretty good. <laughs> and... Uh, Andrew's here now, but somebody Back. was behind him. Yeah, the big man was behind me celebrating his birthday today. Tommy. Uh, happy so, birthday. Oh, is that him happy birthday? I don't know. We sang him happy birthday earlier and he wasn't too happy about it. So oh, leave off it. that's yeah. terrible. Oh, we'd love <laughs> right. Well, he's had his, he's had his invite if he doesn't want it. He might be on. lurking in the comments, you can you can ask him later. That's all we need then, just looking in the comments. Right, three amigos, are we ready for this week? Oh, yeah. can't wait. Best weekend yeah. of the year. Very exciting. Seven it's group really ones. congested, isn't it, really? When you get shit yeah. weeks in between. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Well, needless to say, the only group one of the weekend in England is the one we're going to start off with. It's the St. Ledger. Uh, so let's kick us off. It's a group one for three-year-olds here, and it's over one mile, six and a half. Drillers. Hurricane Lane's a short price favourite here at eight to 11. Ottoman Empire is there at 17 to 1, the Ebo winner. Uh, Mojo Star is there at 8 to 1, high definition at 9s. Interpretation from Aidan O'Brien, he is, well, he's, is he triple? He's, no, he's just tri he's quadruple hand. No, he's not. He's quad. Tri I can't get it right. He you is right handed here, isn't he? No, he's quad handed. Can you, your teacher, you should be able to count. Oh, come on. Yeah, I've I, 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 I just got it wrong. He's quad handed in this, isn't it? Quad-handed. Well, well, is Hurricane Lane a difficult favourite to get turned over, Declan? I think he, he could be beatable. Um, he, look, he, he's going to be very, very hard to beat. Um, and, and it is, how, how do you beat him? And if, are any of them good enough? Like, look, every horse is beatable. And, and we've spoken a few times about how he can be a little bit slow. Um and we've we seen in Paris when he sort of got to dictate behind the pacemakers. He just, you know, he started to lengthen and he galloped 
most horses into the ground, you know, maybe not his stable may at air, but he, he galloped most horses into the ground. You'd, you'd like to think uh, he's going to improve for this trip. He, he should do on his breeding anyway, but, you know, you, you do need to be a quick horse around Doncaster. But like in saying that, I don't know. So someone's going to have to, someone's going to have to set sensible fractions here quick. You know, if, if they, if a pacemaker goes off in front too quick, and they don't go after him, um, he might just sit in, in front of the rest, and then he'll get, you know, to lie and just gallop them into submission. But if they can quicken and and get him off the bit. He'll be coming late, I'd say. He'll be definitely be staying on, but he might not get there. And I'd say that's the only way to, to really get him. He, and, and normally that's how you'd beat a non-star. We think he's going to stay really well, but that's the only real way I, I can see him being beaten here. Other than the derby, he's unbeaten, um, and he has excuses there. You know, he's got to be better than, than Mojo Star, who's, you know, he's only won a maiden that won the six, and... You know, thanks to Steve tipping them up, we all got on that day. <laughs> that was a match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the second of the derby, from what we've seen from the wrestling, probably looks a little bit of a fluke. You know, I, I don't know whether he's all agree, but to me, he's probably overperformed that day. Maybe found himself in a position uh, where he didn't know how he got there, and, you know, he, he stayed on to, to be second. Um, like, it looked like... It looked like Hurricane Lane was going to run him down, and he, he just didn't. Um, uh, he, but he did lose the two shows. Johnny Morton's horse is, is probably the most interesting because we know the least about him. Now, he's ran as many times as others, but we, we haven't seen much of him until he's gone to Goodwood. Uh, you know, he is improving, and he's beaten a lot of these at Goodwood. Sir Lupin came really late that day, but then Sir Lupin has disappointed in York after that and I, I just think maybe Bud would suit with Sir Lupin that day and he just came off the pace and came flying at them but it was a bit of a bunch finish and and I actually I actually like you Spirit who was in that bunch finish at a bit of an each way I think he's overpriced I think he'll, he'll definitely um, outrun his odds I think he was unlucky that day and he ran a decent race again at um, York but I think I think he's going to improve for this trip. He he's always been staying on. Like he was he was unlucky definitely that day at Goodwood. Uh, the breeding might say he doesn't want to step up and trip, but I'm not too worried about that. The way he's ran, it looks like he's, he he could well appreciate it. Um, high definition has been some supplemented, and look for all the stick we've given him about being slow and you know he'd be outpaced in in Albert Bartlett. He just doesn't look up to it, and I you know. The, the, like, there's a reason why Aidan O'Brien or nobody from Kilmar is on this podcast. They they see things differently <laughs> to us. You know, they've never been invited on. I don't think. And, no. and sometimes, you know, we 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 all fall in love with horses and follow them off a cliff. And they seem to be doing it with this horse because he has never really, he, he he's never looked up to it. Like he, we were saying that when he was a two-year-old, he didn't look up to it. Um, another Kilmar horse in interpretation. Or a Bally Doyle horse, he's made the running, and he, he, you know, it would probably be himself in the Mediterranean who will make the running here again. Interpretation definitely gets the trip. We don't know how good he is. I me reservations. I think the Mediterranean 
might finish ahead of him. And the Mediterranean, like Mediterranean, was another horse. He, he he was the pacemaker in Paris that day, but I think they went too quick. You know, and it's just sensible fractions. I think he could have a chance because he finished ahead a lot of days at at York. Um, Fernando Vici and Scope. I'm I'm not sure. Look, I think Scope is probably is probably still quite unexposed and could possibly outrun his odds. Um, Fernando Vici has plenty of point interpretation, but he has beaten the Mediterranean. It's it's a tricky one to to walk out all the horses behind the favourite here, and even you know we we watched them all year and the form did look solid and and easy enough to follow, but it's got difficult of late. I I I don't know, and I'm, I'm I find it hard to really have um a, a big opinion on who'll win it. It's probably going to be Hurricane Lane. I'd rather you know I'm around twenty three to one, or or maybe Steele's going to give us fifties. Like you, Spirit, I think he'll, he'll definitely outrun his odds and he could run into a place here. I think he's going to appreciate the step up and trip. I wouldn't be back in Hurricane Lane at the price. I don't back horses that short. I don't back odds on shots. Um, so even though he's the most likely winner, I'll, I'll side with um, you, Spirit, Eat Bread. Yeah. Cheers for that. Great point. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, Stu's probably off on holiday this week with all the money he made from that offer he gave us last week. He knew we didn't know, did we? Well, we nah, we found out oh. two days ago that Starman didn't win the race. I <laughs> 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 was like, oh yeah, he got up there, knocked it off. Andy, what's your views on the uh, Scent Legend and this year, bud? Um, I think it's a good race, but I, the favourite's probably going to be too strong here, Chris. Mm. Um, like He's been brilliant, Hurricane Lane, and two, two mile and a half group ones, in which he probably has got the run of the race both times. I, I think Declan said they might have gone too quick in, in France, but the way the race kind of panned out, the, nothing like the pace didn't necessarily collapse. So Hurricane Lane was just up there and he won six lengths very much. I, I, I don't down. think that the race was round. I think the front, the pacemakers went too far in front. And oh, then okay. back to them, obviously. I, got, I, I know it was a slowly run race. Like that sounds a bit odd, but they, they didn't, you know, they weren't sensible pacemakers. They ignored them. And they come back. Yeah, well, yeah. Hurricane Lame is just left out there, He's swinging his dick basically for the last half or last <laughs> furlong. Well, yes. Um. Okay. It was it was impressive, and he's out of a, a mare called Gale Force, who's by Scirocco, and she was a listed winner at two miles, um, on her final start of her career, but uh, a couple of years ago, and the fact that Hurricane Lane's been able to win over ten and win over twelve, and he's really bred for this sort of trip. You know, obviously pedigrees aren't the be all and end all, but there's a there's a strong suspicion that he's gonna actually improve for the trip. And if he does, just forget about it really. There's there's not he's probably the best of these over a mile and a half. Mm. And then going up in trip he could improve again. It's just it's it's really hard to kind of throw a stone at him. High definition has his first time cheek pieces. I would assume Frankie is gonna ride him very <laughs> cold and Holly Doyle, who has ridden uh Roman, Roman Empire, Empire I think, is Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wrote she wrote Roman Empire to be basically a pacemaker in the Dante. So I would assume she's gonna go forward on interpretation on that jockey book and an interpretation. It's no surprise to see him in the cheek pieces because he has a tendency to race a little lazily. I think he's a really, really nice horse though, and if they if they disrespect him, 
he's the last horse you'd want to you know give five or six lengths to especially but i know they come around the bend are still a half what three furlongs half mile to go but you know if he if he nicks a few lengths on them he won't be slowing down he'd be just doing the same speed he was doing probably with a mile to go so maybe a little slap down the shoulder a mile to go but you really want to watch him because if if he gets an easy enough time of things it could be alarm bells for the rest of the field mojo star again stays brilliant tip um look he's going to be up against eh? <laughs> big american he's our first race as well that was, yeah. easy go straight home um before brad starts on the in the comments <laughs> <laughs> look is he going to be suited by a mile and six i'm not a hundred percent sure richard hannon's adamant i'm not I'm, I'm not absolutely sold on it but there's no you may as well try it you know it's it's not it's the obvious race from sir lucan really disappointed me at york um I, I don't really know what happened there maybe the gordon stakes just wasn't as good as i thought it was ottoman emperor like deck is right he is quite interesting I, I wasn't sure if he idled or if the stamina gauge was empty at the at the on the um when he won the gordon stakes he did fear a little bit right which is you know every every other winner that's in front for a long time at goodwood does that so you'd forgive him a, but i'm not sure if it was just tiredness the track or he was just kind of idling and um, he held on anyway but the pedigree being by acceleration and the fact that he was winning by a diminishing margin be it idling or getting tired i'm not sure as i said but it does kind of bear the question will he get home over a true run mile and six at this level he might in time but i think i i don't i think i'd be more like if i was getting a uh, even money on will he stay or will he not i'd probably say no um for me i think interpretation is the each way value of the race i i think he'll i don't think he'll get an easy lead but he's just such a dour dour stare he's he's a type of horse that i could see maybe winning a long distance cup especially in soft ground after this if he doesn't have too hard a race but it's really really hard to throw stones at the favor chris i think it probably be hurricane lane maybe running down a, a gallant interpretation in second how much would you look into rprs on this under because the rprs of hurricane lane stand out um i don't know because we haven't seen them over the trip yet so oh, that's sure. that's one thing like and the thing is with hurricane lane though the rprs they've basically always been transcending bar obviously his third at epsom he was a slightly a few pound below his dante effort but he's he's just has a progressive profile everything's telling you that and the step up and trip is going to suit it's just like again i'm like deck i would be going in a four to six but i think you could see a really really special performance here because everything's just telling yeah. you that he's going to like the trip and and he's probably the best horse in the race but i do think interpretation will be a tough nut to crack if he if he can get into it get into a rhythm on the front end Cheers, Andy. Here's a man who will be going in at four to six, Stephen. Six <laughs> sixty p win. Big for him. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get a six to uh, four to six. I'll, it'd be interesting if it'd be any sort of distance prices because looking at the race, this could be like a bit of a relay sort of style where Aiden has not one pace maker but two, where one goes for a mile to the clappers in, another one potentially takes it over. You know, it could could be an absolute could be a speed test. Or, or, or a course record or something, but um, I'm I like to look at the Mediterranean as an each way punt personally. I thought what Declan said was right about the the French races that what they was pacemakers, but they didn't go quick enough. At York, when he went at his own pace, where he was forced along a bit quicker, 
horse seems to really benefit from it. And um, and at the end of the race, when all they, they they all come up by size, looking like they're going to sweep past him and and leave him trailing his way, he sort of fought back and was coming away again in second. Um, Salukin, I was I backed him in a double with Snowfall after the Goodwood race, and then cashed out when I heard that he was uh, going to be sold to run on strikes. I didn't think he was going to run, so. I certainly don't want him to be winning. He sort of looked like he didn't get home last time, so that doesn't mean he doesn't stay. Just maybe, like, maybe Goodwood suited him better than York, like Dex said. But um, Ottman Emperor was only, I thought, sort of looking should have been at Goodwood. I think we all made a comment about uh, Frankie wasn't very hard on Saluka that day, so I do expect him to overturn the turn overturn their placings, but. Our definition is just fascinating. Like you pay fifty grand for an horse that looks so slow. Like I was boosting this lad up when I the boys were telling me all season how slow he was. And I wasn't having it, but he's um, <laughs> definitely done something. I know they can they can afford fifty grand as a drop in the ocean, but first time cheap pieces have maybe worked it worked a minute and something's come come through. I don't know, but for me, Hurricane Lane. Before we knew what had happened in the derby, obviously with the shoes and not liking the track too much, I actually thought first impression straight after the race was like a non-stayer, but obviously that was completely wrong. Like the Irish derby, the performance to actually make up four or five lengths in the furlong was was still for me the most impressive performance of his career. The French race was easy. And like Andy said, this trip could actually bring out more improvement. I think four or six, if they do go off, if the interpretation goes off like we think, and then the Mediterranean takes it over, and this horse has got obviously mile and a half cruising speed. He, he could just pick these off and go absolute, go clear, Chris, in a, in a matter of strides. But I think he's the most likely winner. But I think the Mediterranean will be the one that gives him most to do. Yeah. All right. So let's go over our selections for that, boys. Uh, Declan, where are you going, bud? Yeah. Look, I, just to recap, I, I, I think if Fortecan Land get the dictate like he did in France, forget about it. Um, but if they can take him off his feet and you do need to be a quick horse around here, I think it'll be, you know, he'll be chasing, he'll be chasing somebody home. Um, and I, you know, he is the most likely winner, but I'll side with you, Spirit, um, each way. Cheers, Jack. Just laughing my head off at that comment that Brad's put. Thank God Summerhand isn't in this race, or otherwise Steve will be steaming into that. <laughs> oh, Steve, <laughs> He likes coming through beating horses, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, poor Stephen tonight, mate. Um, Andrew, your selection for this, bud? Um, there's one firm going 16s on interpretation. So, look, he'll go off 8 or 9 to 1. So, just to get the value now and hopefully he lasts yeah. home enough to take second or third. Steve? I think the Mediterranean will chase home the favourite. Mediterranean each way. I don't know whether you say interpretation or the Mediterranean. Mediterranean. Oh, Jesus Christ, my bad. I meant interpretation. Meta, yeah. That's like Interpret say, basically saying Summerhand, isn't it? Yeah, that, yeah, no, it'll be interpretation. There's one There's one fair and gone 16, so he'll be eight or nines, buddy, off. Super duper. I don't know if you've seen this week, boys. Did you see the Kazakhstan St. Ledger? Yeah, actually, that was yeah, great. Yeah, wasn't yeah. It? it was like a movie. Ledger, great race, wasn't it? Man of sea biscuit, wasn't it? Good. My poor dad, though, like, we, there, he has... Um, 
An Australia yearling out of a green desert mare, the same cross. I said it's a classic winning cross, and he's like, Is it? And then I was like, Yeah, he was he needs to get, get the horses sent over to Kazakhstan, mate. That's where the money is. So it is, yeah. What was it oh, worth? Yeah. Well, Price. you can Google that stay while I'm introducing this next race, but uh, it's probably worth more than the uh, it's worth. It's probably worth more than a Tommy Will. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, how dare you? That's a low blow, right? Let's move on. We're going that's it for the uh Doncaster races. We're going to cover all the group one races now are over in Ireland. And you're fair, fair country boys. Here we go. We're going to go to the matron now. A group one for Phillies and Murr, three year old plus here over one mile. Mother Earth is the three to two favorite here, or seems like a very strange price, doesn't it? Pearl's oh, Glory, no, me a six to four, man. Fucking hell. Yeah, I see three to two. That's the best odds I can see. Six. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six to four. Sorry, boys. Um, yeah, Mother Mother Earth six to four. Pearls Galois fifteen to two, an improving horse this year, isn't she? Um, Acanella is tens, eleven to one. Pony pays one that um, Declan's put up on the podcast a few times. We've mentioned pretty gorgeous many times on the podcast this year, along with Champers Elise and Shales at twelve to one and fourteen to one. Bar those, Mother Earth is this. An easier opportunity than the race she won last time, boys. Let's go to Andy first. Um, it probably is like she like at the um when the market came out, she was her mother earth, she was as you said, three to two, six to four, twelve to eight, whatever you want, but <laughs> um Mass she was it was ten to one the field outside of Mother Earth. Um, now I think that Paddy Toomey's filly has, has came in for a little bit of support um, it, since the market's open, pearls galore. But like, if you look at the form book, this probably is an easier opportunity. There's no snow lantern, there's no alcohol free, um, and and you look they're probably the two best three-year-old milers. They're probably the best milers outside of Mother Earth, in as in fillies, um, and they're not lining up here, so that's kind of the reason for the short price um look outside of that it's not a ra it's a race that has a bit of depth to it but you would just kind of question how many of these are actually potential group one fillies um champers elise who's last year's winner she's possibly struggled against a better crop this year Um, i don't think she was quite at her best at the start of the season when it was four-year-old only Um, i i was kind of especially disappointed with her at, at Royal Ascot but you know she was running with a penalty there and the kind of ground went against her in other runs um, and I don't think she quite stayed last time out so there has been excuses for her this season but she hasn't really shown me enough to kind of get involved here uh, the one I do think is a really good each way price and I'm kind of surprised I kind of came down on her is Dream Loper uh, Ed Walker English. bringing her over yeah I look she was really keen at Newbury last time out but she was outpaced at a kind of a vital stage in the race she was beaten by sacred over the seven furlongs and uh, the trip was just way too short for her um she was she stayed on nicely she was beaten five lengths in the end but she was really only getting going and i think she'd actually be more suited to 10 furlongs than she would be to seven um and i think leopardstown would really really suit her i think the race would be run to suit as well i think she'd be doing her best work late and she strikes me as an improving filly um look she was beaten in 10th of 18 and a handicap only three starts ago off 96 so you'd be thinking jesus andy how she got a chance in a group one but <laughs> she met a hell of a lot of traffic that day and her run on her, on her next start at ascot enlisted company when she comprehensively reversed the form with lights on was quite impressive 
Um, and if the ground turned up quick, I think you could see her build on that form. Um, I don't really think the race has much more depth other than that. Like, Espona plays um, Willie McCreary won this race in 2014. Uh, his only other group one win. It'd be a. I was gonna have a give a trivia question to the listeners who, who was who was Willie McCreary's. Did I give that away? Did I? You did, yeah, you, you did. did, yeah. But that's okay. <laughs> she she beat uh, she beat Ratsina in twenty fourteen, uh, in a good, good old battle there. I don't think her coming back and trip is going to suit, and I think the kind of the pattern or the way these races drop for the Phillies in Ireland just kind of dictate where she was going to go. She's probably going to be a single figure price, but I think she's going to have to improve quite a lot. Pearls Galore is going the right way, but again, improvement is required. At Canela, she won last time out with the Curra beating Champers Elise, but I just thought that I just thought that was a bad race, to be honest with you. Like she's gonna be probably 10, 12 to 1. I wouldn't be big on that form personally. Uh Belle Image needs rain. Empress Josephine, I don't know what the hell's happened to her since her Irish 1000 Guineas win. She just looks like a head case. She just doesn't settle and <laughs> she won't drop the bit. When she does, I think she'd be she'd be very, very good. Um she she was so much promise in that Irish one thousand guineas and it just it, she just hasn't fulfilled it since she's got her group one, so it probably doesn't matter. She'll be retired at the end of the season, but she's been bitterly disappointing since. And you kind of go through the others, uh, pretty gorgeous and shale, they'll just be reminiscent of the good old days of last year, because those two just do not look anything like what they did last year. No speak Alexander's probably better suited to seven furlongs since she is a mile. Uh friendly and flirting bridge basically of no chance. So the race probably does lack depth outside the favourite Mother Earth, but I just have a sneaky suspicion that Dream Loper could be very much a progressive filly here. And if you're getting twelve to fourteen to one, stall thirteen isn't the best, but at a mile at Leopardstown, she should be okay. Like they, they're gonna go quick enough. She should be able to get uh, drop herself in. Um, and I just wouldn't be surprised to see her run a career best. Whether that's good enough to beat Mother Earth, it's another thing. But the price is very fair, I think. Have you muted yourself there, Chris? I'm muting myself. Yeah, sorry. Silly me, Declan. Where are you going, buddy? I I think this could be like when Legatissimo won this race. And it was so obvious, and you were getting odds against. Um, oh, it's not backer. That was a certainty. That's a certainty, Dak. <laughs> I think she, I think you seven to four legatissimo. Yeah, like gift. Was, yeah, she was watchman. It, yeah, it was buying money. Couldn't pull her um, up. You what? She knew, she ended up at the ten furlong start. They couldn't pull her up. Yeah, she was she was great. <laughs> yeah, that's good man. Um, and look. Mother Earth, she's so consistent. Um, she's banged there in group ones all season, and surely she's a cut above all days. You know, she's got to be head and shoulders above all days. And the, like, you know, as Annie said, there, there is some I like in here. You said, Chris, like, opponent plays. She didn't stay in, in the pretty poly. Um, but she's she's group three and group two wins are a mile this season, and she's much improved. Um, Pearls Villard, two group wins in the summer you know plenty to plenty to prove like a lot of them um you're really looking for for, for value I, i'm going further down than where did you end up andy dream Lover? i end up around at 12 to 14 to one mark dream Lover, yeah, yeah I, I, i'm going further down Um, i think mother earth will win this and you know 
trying to find that the, it's going to be competitive to see who's going to follow her home. Uh, and, and I'm landing on No Speak Alexander and Belle Image, and I think the two of them, two of them ran the last day in France. Uh, no Speak Alexander was um, was well beat, but like I'd forgive any horse a run in France and being well beaten because it's, it's a totally new style to them at times. Um, and I just think good horses can get beaten in France. They can have big fails and you know, we, we see it all the time. Good horses do get beaten there and they can be well beaten in France in, in those races. They're funny, funny types of races. Um, Bellemage has run really, really big races this season at times for a really likeable trainer and it's, it's probably... You know, the fact that well, where she's trained, uh, that she is such a big price here. I think the two days could, could beat the rest. Um, to, to, the two of them, I wouldn't be surprised to see the, the two of them second and third. Um, now speak, I, as I said, she's very, she was toward in the Irish Guineas. I think Bella Maj was fourth in the Irish Guineas. Um, but really, it, I, I think Mother Earth is certainty here. I'm really, really scratching my head. Um, Andy's gone through the field and, you know, there's holes to be picked. There's big holes to be picked in the mall. Um, I, I just can't see Mother Earth being beaten here. I know Philly's races can be funny at times, but I, I think she's an absolute certainty. She's something to, um, you know, ha- have a good go on the weekend. She's, she's probably my nap. Oh. I don't like going for for sure favourites like this, but she's probably good value here. What what's the biggest we can find? Six to four. Three to two. Yeah. Three to two. <laughs> Twelve to eight. Twenty-four to sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, Forty-eight to thirty-two. <laughs> I, I do think those are a little bit disrespected here in this, you know, in this field, you know, taking out Mother Earth. I, I think they'll run big races. I think certainly one of them will, will follow Mother Earth on. Cheers for that deck. Nice little comment there in the chats from Ads. They're the new highlights deck. <laughs> Tipex. 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 All me, me bad tips earlier. Got in me hair. Nice to see Turlo McConnell back. Not seeing you in a few weeks, but nice, nice to see you commenting in there. Brad's commenting. Damo, Paddy, and Brownburn. Not seeing you in a few weeks, but glad to see you back, buddy. Um, they seem to be all like you, Chris. They only turn up when there's group ones on. Ah, get over yourself. Race. I only turn up when Adok's on. So, yeah. <laughs> presence tonight is a uh, well, you should be grateful of it anyway. <laughs> Let's go to you, Steve. Where are you going for the matron, buddy? Uh, she looks pretty bum proof, doesn't she? Um, it looks too obvious to me. Uh, she'll make the running, she made the running in the film, didn't she? When she got beat, um, she can if she wants. Yeah, I don't I think it matters really. Her best win was obviously the, t- the, the thousand guineas back in the day when she was she was held up and she showed a real good turn of foot on the far side. She's been to every gig and she's so like battle hardened and runs her race every single time. Um, I just she doesn't like the win last time was like four or five of them in the line. I'm just trying to f- just think there's a chance she could get beat, but. What bomb? Well, so if you go back four or five months, pretty gorgeous and Shell will be favourite finish race, wouldn't they? But um they're, yeah, they're watching like... railing in the years like you. Except yeah. they're watching they're watching their battles last year in the Mogler. <laughs> yeah. Um Lee's, I think he's a bit little bit harsh. I think I think it was a good race last year. Fancy blue, peaceful and Albina. Three good there was three good mares in the race. 
I'm sort of wondering whether this could be the sort of day when she comes back to form, sweeping down the outside late. At Ascot, she was on the wrong side, wasn't she, when Frankie's come up the near side on Indigo Blue, was it? Um, I don't know, just mother of 6 to 4, 11 to 8. I just. I'm just I trying. Take the 6 to 4, Steve. You don't always have to go for the shorter price. Yes. <laughs> don't take 11 to 8 when there's 6 to 4 there. Just, <laughs> she's a better chance of winning if she's 11 to 8. I think it's been ridden poorly as well. Um, Alcohol Blue obviously won the Sussex. That's. That makes it really good, solid form, and it makes her look unbeatable on that line of form just alone. But I'm going to give Champers Lisa an each way bet, Chris, for me. Champers Lisa for Stephen. Well, uh, summarise bets then, boys. Uh, Stephen, Champers Lisa, each way, Steve? Yeah, each way. Yeah, I was looking at Emperor Josephine, but she looked, she looked like a world beater on, on a debut, but nothing seemed to gone right since. It wouldn't surprise me if any of them outside of shops, but I'd rather back Champers these at 12s. I should be doing the forecast, buddy. Forecast. Declan will be doing a forecast, won't you, Declan? I'll be there Saturday, and Andy will be with me, and I'm going to bring him to the toe counter, and I'm going to get him to the <laughs> and I'm going to have, um, I'll probably have the forecast. I'll, I'll have Mother Earth to beat both Bellamage. And you have to ask us to Gray one in the race. And I'll do the toy cast <laughs> both ways, too. Very good. Will uh, Tommy be going? He will. Oh, uh, very nice. I think we're trying to get my brother a ticket at the minute. Could be oh. sold out, though. Make sure you get um, some decent content for us then, boys. Andrew, what are you going for in this one, buddy? What's your selection? Um, well, well, Steve, Steve did say that nothing had went, went right for Empress Josephine, but she did win the Irish Guineas. I, I put that going as right. Nothing since, um, nothing since Yeah, then. nothing since the Guineas, yeah. Um. You haven't had a winner since the Guineas, have you, Andy? Oh, he's not. He's not. Actually, no, go through the comments there. What was it? Uh, <laughs> hold on. No, I had it. There's something I hate, Octa made all the running. Um, but yeah, no, I think yeah. Empress Josephine would be really interesting if she led, but I don't think they will. Uh, she's just a psychopath. Um, for now, she is. Dream Loper for me each way, but I, like again, like we're all saying here, there's it, it a legatissimal situation that we're all saying this Mother Earth will win, but we'll back this one each way because. <laughs> we're idiots but anyway well that's what happened last week and we all said that one would win and then uh it didn't but never mind that's horse racing for you right we're moving on to the next race at leopardstown's card on saturday it's the irish champion stakes for three-year-olds plus um it is over one mile two it's a uh, four-runner race that's disappointing isn't it boys but what four runners we've got patrick sartfeld is the outsider here at 33 to 1? And shorter than that, we've got Poetic Fleur, Tarnower, and St. Mark's Basilica. I mean, that's mouthwatering to say the least. What a battle this is going to be. Declan, this is the first £1 million race in the island, isn't it? I think so. I don't remember any before. That's not £1 million. The no. euros, it's worth million the euros. Euros. It's worth say. much, much more. The winner euros, only gets real money. Um, Look, I don't think it's disappointing in this field. Did I mean, anyone fancy anything outside the top three? You know, the, you're only going to get three places. What were you going to do? Like, back something for the crack just to see, you know, is this a British thing? I want to see loads of horses in the race and I want to see excuses everywhere. There should be no excuses here. And I don't think they're going to walk. It's it's going to be a race. They'll, race, they'll be racing a, a good bit out because... They're three really, really good horses. 
you know, you, there's no odds on shot in it. There's nothing to be grabbing be. about this race because it's for runners. Um, Patrick Sarsfield, <laughs> they're going to collect 50 grand. Um, like, wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be great if he led and just made it a proper race? He uh, wouldn't take them to the fucking half mile, Paul. This is people go, oh, small fields gonna be very, very, it might be tactical, but there's only there was only really ever three in the race, you know. So, I, I'm happy enough. I mean, something there's gonna be less, there's less chance of excuses here. So I'm happy that the spar turning up. And as Andy says, Patrick Sarsfield won't take them very far at all because these horses want to they want to be racing. They're better when they race quicker. Good horses win off fast paces. None of these want to be going too slow. Mm. You know. Even, you know, it, it, the least it wouldn't suit Tanara to go too slow, but the other two are have won guineas this season. So they don't want to get into a sprint with each other. So this is going to be ran at a quick pace and the best horse is going to win. And there's going to be no excuses. You know, there's no bad draws. There's nobody going to be getting it. I didn't get a run. If you don't get a run here, you should never be allowed on a horse again. You know, (laughs) there should be no excuses here. And poor Patrick Sarsfield out the back. You know, the the winner will be getting unsaddled (laughs) and he'll collect his 50 grand. 50 grand. That's why um, it's guaranteed 20 grand. Just go and lead. 50 grand is going to get. 50 grand. Um, look, say, Max Basilica is, is possibly the best horse in training. Um, he gets the trip. He's really, really relaxed and he's very, very fast. And I think I think he's the worthy favourite. And I think he's the most likely winner here. Um, Tanawa is an outstanding mare. She looked as good as ever the last day. You know, we had ground concerns about her last year, but she went along when she won the Vermoy. It was heavy. Um, she's won the opera, the, the free opera, but not she. She's to give way here to these horses, and she's never raced against real boys. You know, she's won a lot of mares races. She she's raced against the boys before, but never anything of this quality. And I think it's going to be a very, very difficult task for her to give way to these, especially when she's better over 12 furlongs. In what my about magical? You are? What about magical? Magical's not a boy. Oh, the boys. She's never running anything in this class. <laughs> no, no, no. Real boys, I said. And she beat magical over 12 furlongs. Um, and Real ball, I like think that's what she wants. I think she's better over 12 forums. I know she won the pre Opera. This this trip is will be a concern for her against this class of animal. Is actually what I said today, and that the, the magical race is 12 furlongs. You're right anyway. Magical was overrated. Uh, okay. And for folks are here, we're gonna be here all night. Poetic <laughs> <laughs> fair. Like he's as tough as all boots. It's his eighth race of the season. It's a seventh group one, and he's won two of them. And he's oh, trying to trip for, for the first time. It's fascinating. It really, really is fascinating. I I I think it's between it, it's between the two Colts for me. Um I'm a, I've always been a big, big fan of Tanarwa. I, I backed her when she ran in the Oaks. Um I backed her when she ran in Ascot that season. She's well beat on heavy ground and said 
you know, she won't. Hey, she doesn't like England, does she? You <laughs> were. She doesn't like England, does she? Yeah. Who does? She had a chat with the Aggies. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think St. Mark's Basilica, unless, you know, I just think St. Mark's, St. Mark's Basilica wins this. I don't think the trip suits Sonawa and Oeti Flair's had a very, very tough season. He's obviously a very, very tough horse. And, and this is this trip going to improve him? Um, there might be grand concerns for, for St. Mark's Basilica. I don't think so. I think he's top class. I'd be the best horse in training. Very, very fast. He's probably the fastest horse in the race. You know, and that and that's saying something saying when we've seen how quick Poetic Flair can be. Yeah. But he's just lovely and relaxed, you know. Really, really relaxed in his races. Doesn't get flustered. Even in the French race, it you know, I am not sure whether it was the, the Guineas or, or the French Derby. They all bunched up, and he just it, racing comes so easy to him, and he's a lightning turn of foot. You know, he's so good. He made mischief be toured behind that. Yeah. Did he? Was yeah, mischief second or is he third? You are. Was mischief? Did he get up back up for a second? No, he didn't. He didn't. No, no. He, he got busy when Saint Max was eighty percent. Nothing said. Yeah, sure. I, I think Saint Max Basilica wins this. Um, but look, at, yeah, it's a fascinating race. St. Mark's for deck. A few comments come in there, deck, while you've been talking there, Richie. Reggie's on the board. His Tarnower wins this race. And the arc, end of. That's enough. Doesn't want a discussion about that, Reggie. He'll be back. He'll be back. Paddy and Brown versus Sotsas got beat, badly beaten in this race last year. But win the arc on his next race. Yep. Mm-hmm. Damo Clark just put the cathedral, <laughs> obviously. And here's Lauren. It's only three pound those deck. She's very, very classy. I, I know, but but mares get weight and they get it for a reason. They get it because they're females, you know, and that's yeah. why it suits the big bulls of horses like enable. Enable, you know. And don't argue so. with deck when he's right. That's what Demos does anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Stephen first. Irish Champion Stakes. Where are we going, bud? I'm all over Tanawa. I really fancy her. Tanawa. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I think. The thing is, the great thing about it, I think she settles no matter, no matter what the pace is, I think she'll just drop out. I think Kevin Manning might have problems settling Poetic Flair. Like when you've been running over a mile championship pace all year, then you, you come out of the race where there's only four runners, it might, it could be another dawn approach at Epsom, you know. He might mm-hmm. be pulling his arms out. It might, might might set the race up for the other two. Um, so Mark's Basilica, <laughs> I feel bad on Andy. Andy, Andy loves this horse. He's, he's been right of everything he said about it. I'm just still not 100% convinced. If he wins Saturday, I'll bow, tip my hat and I'll never say another crossword about him. But You have to get a tattoo, Steve. The French how, many, how many group ones has he to win? How many would that be for you to go, oh, well, you said a piece of shit. He beat him three lengths in the They went to Clappers like four out of sand and the race fell into his lap. The French, the French dog. Last three furlongs of horse and it turned into a sprint. Only three runners. <laughs> it turned into a sprint and he gave them three lengths. Well, we'll see on Saturday anyway. But the French, the French derby anyway, the perfect position on the inner. I don't think there's been one horse come out of the race and one horse is like McGallan. Well, McGallan won a listed race at Salisbury. The Rab's been beaten two or three times in listed company. Um, I think this is a real test for St. Martin Silica. I think Colin Keane will drop this out. I think he'll sweep Brandon. I think he'll pick him up. I think you pick him up with ease as well. 
I can just hear Lauren in the background saying, go on, Stay, you give it them. Go on, Stay. Andy, now you turn it around and you give it to Stay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. I did a horse and do it on Saturday. Fight, 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 fight. Um, take him while he's down. He's already taken the beat. <laughs> so there is... Made a good point, Stephen. Um, and no, look, there was a comment actually from... Uh, yeah, Paddy and Brownberry. He's dead right. Uh, Satsas found Golden Horn, Dylan Thomas, see the stars. A lot of horses have used this race as a springboard for the arc, but not all of them have won this race on the way to winning the arc. Um, so my question will be like, I, I know, like, I was all over Satsas for this race last year, but I would still be wondering is Tarnawa gonna be like, I, it's crazy to say, but will she be fully wound up for? this assault on at Leopardstown. But it's on your second I, run of the season. It's a, it? Yeah, but like, you know, she's a five-year-old mare. Sometimes, you know, look, she, it was a penalty kick. Now the Elvins are like... Yeah, they take a bit of convincing, but, you know, but, <laughs> look, that, that didn't come out well, but anyway, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, no, look, yeah, oh, she, she had a penalty kick. She hammered, <laughs> she hammered silence plays on her, on her, seasonal reappearance as she did to her what she was entitled to do as as you said she is a hold up mare she's been held up all her best performances have came from when she was off the pace and this is her first time in a field of four runners i think she's the lit the most amount or the least amount of horses she's ever faced at one time was was five obviously making a field of six including her and she did win but it was a much lower company she's now up against the 2000 guineas winner the James's Palace winner, the French Guineas winner, Derby winner, and Eclipse winner, and then some some lad who's just out to get fifty grand. But <laughs> look, Patrick, good old Patrick. she's going to be held up. There's I, there's little to no doubt about that in my mind. If she's held Claire, up behind Patrick's Hatfield, forget about it. <laughs> It'd be like being stuck behind a tractor on the country roads. But um, no, but Aww. um. No, poor L. Patrick Sarsfield. He's actually a good horse in his own right. He's just so out of his depth. He's like, you know, he's just like a little person in the Atlantic. Out, like a man from the Titanic. What's his name before he drowned in the, in the film? Jack! Yeah, Jack! Jack! yeah. Jack! like him, out of his depth. But anyway, um, look, poetic flair, like, stay is right. Ke like, Kevin Manning's going to have to go forward on sufferance. Will he settle? Look, he, he, he was keen in the Sussex Stakes, but that was after a slight break and he might have been a bit of a fresh horse and the track might have been all over the place but for him but i think he'd be absolutely fine i don't think he'll pull too hard the thing about saint mark's basilica and all the best horses have that and it, the thing that drew me to him to start off it wasn't necessarily his his raw ability you could see that was there but it was the fact that his, his mind from day one was always oh jockey wants to go here no problem jockey wants to go here no problem you want me to start making move now not a bother. You seen him in the der French Derby, bumper cars for the first three furlongs. Did he pull for his life? No, just relaxed, did his thing. It's the sign of it, not just a good racehorse. It's the sign of a absolutely exceptional racehorse. And Dex said he's probably the fastest horse in the race. I'd say Poetic Flair, like he was a five furlong two year old winner. But St. Mark's Basilica isn't, he obviously, he isn't slow. He's a majestic turn of foot. He's a half-brother to Magna Grisha, who loved a road. Sayunis, on the general consensus, prefer quicker ground. The fact that he's able to show that scary turn of foot on soft ground just doubles down how good I think this horse is, because when we see him on, on good ground, I, I just I could 
I'll just sit there leaning my shoulder on a wall and just watching this lad win. You're going to see something really, really special on Saturday. Um, the, they'll punt him into odds on. He's already even money. The market's telling you how good he is. And this is even after a little break that he's had. I said they'll punt him into odds on. I think Turnell will be doing all her best work late. She'll follow her home and possibly win the arc. Um, so if Turnell gets beat on Saturday, back her for the arc, especially if she's doing her best work late. But you're seeing an, a superstar in front of your eyes here. And it's really unfortunate to kill more of nothing else because... I would have loved to have seen him as a four-year-old, but he's definitely going off the stud after this, which is a pity. Hopefully, they run him in the arc because I'd love to see him over a mile and a half. I wouldn't be convinced. No, neither do I. But you'd love to see it though. Yeah. Like you just like you know, do do what they did with, with alcohol free intent over in the Judmont. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Did we think yeah. did, did we think she'd win the Judmont? No. Did we want to no. see her in the Judmont? Yes. Of course, yeah. So you we, know, we that's... didn't think she'd we didn't think she'd get a mile. <laughs> yeah, but look, that's what we want. We want them to try it. And the thing is, Aidan O'Brien does try things. In fairness, I, he has. Yeah, yeah, I, I just he, think he's too fast, and he might hit the front and look like a winner because he's lovely and relaxed the way he races, and you'll get really, really excited, and he'd be ran down by you. You know, there's a lot of strong stairs in the race this season. Yeah, Ada was there, a really yeah. fact. No, I'd be, I'd be really, really, I'm, I'm really, really excited for this race. And look, I hope Sir Mark Basilica wins. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But I, I look, I might, would I take six to five? I probably would, but it's probably just how biased I am about him. But it's, it's a fantastic race, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to. Excellent. Yeah, it is a really good race. I will go with Patrick Sarsfield to finish last. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> that's all we need to say poor patrick never mind right uh right boys fantastic that irish champion stakes done that brings us on to sunday uh now we're going over to the cura first of all, we're going to look is the flying five stakes um fantastic another great race uh, another great day's worth of racing this as you say this is the most probably the best one of the best weekends of racing um in the calendar on the flight it is fantastic and the winter power here is um, a two-to-one favourite here for this Flying Five. Glass Slippers here is probably going over because there's a bit of rain around. Dragon Symbol here is, is here at 72. Muniesta is at 8. Gustavus Weston at 12s. Rohan has had such a good season, but it looks like it's tailing off a little bit now at 12s. And it's 20-to-one bar, those. It's a shame that we don't see Andy's favourite horse in this, Logo Hunter. It's a shame that he's not turning up. Um, but Declan, didn't you put up... Didn't you? You've mentioned Mooney Esther a few times this season, haven't you? Yeah, she's probably the reason I got home. I won't turn up. Mm. Um, I, I think I made the case the last day that she hadn't been beaten far by him and she had given him five or six pounds. I, I think she's really, really good and I think she wants five or four lines. Um, and, and there's that when you look back at her form and read into it a bit, there's there's excuses to be made. Um, I, I think she's. I think she's really, really good. I think she's underage. She's, you know, I'm looking at the price and and wondering it. You know, is she not turning up, or or why is she just underrated? What what is the reason? Um, now Winter Power has won the non-top. He loves he loves York and he's developed into a fine sprinter. But I would have some him coming over here. Um, you know, it's just it's the fact that the horse loves York so much that. You know, is he just better there? Is he going to struggle here? Uh, Glass Slippers, she's last year's winner. Uh, only one run this season, and it looks like she's been saved for an autumn campaign. Come here, um, go to France, 
she was toured in our, our, our fourth run at Goodwood. Um, I think a lot of days are looking for six four longs. I think Dra- Dragon Symbol is looking for six four longs. Uh, if, if Gustavus Wesson, our romantic proposal, had it turned up a Haydock last week, I probably would have been siding my right at him. I think they both want six four longs. Rohan wants six four longs. Force Troy at, at five. Casey View wants six four longs. And then after that, you know, the, the rest probably aren't good enough. So I don't think Munista has an awful lot to be here, even though the field's looking quite big at the moment uh, and I think she's an underrated horse she won the Sapphire Stakes she won it well um, and she, I think she's probably the best sprinter in Ireland over five furlongs um, and and I really really liked Lava Hunter all season but when you look back at the times they met you know she, she did give him weight I think it was a handicap he beat her in that's why she had to give him weight and uh, I, I think she, she, she proved she's probably top of the tree here the last day over five and uh, she's good value again she's great value the last day i think she's good value again at the moment i hope she turns up oh she will he's put himself yeah, on mute again the madman put it again sorry i oh, went for sauce. a bit i went for a glass put it on mute makes a right knock it yeah i think she will do it run well there declan um i'm not going to come to stephen because he's already admitted he's not even well, interested. He, he, he doesn't like Ireland. I've had a, I've had a look now. But oh, he's had a look now. Oh, yeah, yeah, look. Well, we'll save it for you. We'll come to Andrew next. Where do you fancy Andrew? It's a shame Lugo Hunter's not in here, isn't it? Yeah, look, I, I would, I, to be honest, after what he did on his last start, I think he needs soft ground, but I think, you know, like I would have been very biased to put him over Manista because she kind of put him in his place last time out. Yeah. Um. For a very much a young and promising and up and coming trainer, Jack Davison, he's he's a really he's a good handler. Um. And he's really proven himself with this filly. He's brought her along really, really well, and he deserves a lot of credit. Um. Now the problem is, I, I could be wrong here. Um. But I'm not sure Jack Davison has had a winner since Moonista won on her last start, which was the 17th of July. I could be wrong. He might have had one or two, but he he's he's been struggling for form throughout kind of since that win are you saying he's never gonna have a winner again that's the thing yeah look that that there was some of his horses though like um he had a good handicapper there that his form is just completely tailed off um i'm not saying there's anything wrong with the yard i'm usually trainer form is usually something i look off look over but it, it is noticeable um Look, a case of you, I'm kind of another horse I, I quite like, but I'm I'm surprised. I thought he'd be more suited to seven than he would be to five. Um, and he's even one over seven. Um, I think he'd be completely taken off his feet here. The racing fan in me wants to see Dragon Symbol kind of bag his group one. I'm not sure if he's a five furlong or six furlong horse. I don't think it makes a huge difference. Five and a half furlongs is probably what he wants. Um <laughs> But in my opinion, he was wrongfully thrown out of that race at Royal Ascot. I think there was worse things that have happened. And I think that the mayor or the Philly Campanelli had, I think she went by him and got outstayed personally. Um, But look, it's these things, um, these things happen. But I would love, the racing fan of me would love to see Dragon Symbol win. But I don't really see him reverse, or is it reversing the form with, um, did he run in the Nuntorp? He did, yeah. I don't see him reversing the form with Winter Power. Um, I think Maybe. she's very much the rightful favourite here. I think the Cura is going to suit her to the ground. I think that like it's it, um, it's similar enough, I suppose, in a sense to York. But 
look, I just think that the the track's going to really, really suit her. Um, she's proven herself to probably be the best five furlong horse. I don't know if I want to say, definitely in England, do I want to say in Europe, I would probably give Swayze another chance. I'd love to see them meet again, and hopefully they will in the Abbey. Um, and then, yeah, Glass Slippers, last year's winner, as Deck rightfully said, kept for an autumn campaign. Um, she was placed at Goodwood before winning this race. Um last year and then she was beaten by wooded and then won uh the breeders cup sprint so I, I would assume it's going to be a similar step the only thing that kind of slightly put me off her was kevin ryan did say that this was a stepping stone to other races even though she won this race last year yeah to keeneland um, probably. yeah so i would to be honest i i would have it between the two fillies i'd have it between um glass slippers and winter power which is a bit boring because they're the top two in the market um but if there's ever going to be a time for the British to steal a few euro, um, the likelihood is you're, you'll have the first three home here. Um, Come on, maybe even the first four home here. I hope Manista runs a big one for the home team. She's the only one I can really see with a chance. But um, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, fantastic. But she's, <laughs> yeah, look, for me, it'd be winter power, Chris. I think what she did in the Nunthorpe was really, really impressive. I know she has to prove herself away from York, but I think there's enough similarities between the current and york but they're just they're both fair tracks um and you know if the ground turns up good which i think it is um i think she'll take a fair bit of beating steven do the do the british take this yeah i think winter power and obviously an unfold form and mrian has come out and obviously won since so the form is rock solid obviously traveling is a different kettle of fish now and it's been been winning at home but that probably be one of the only worries but Glass Slippers won an Abbey, won this race, won a Breeders' Cup sprint. Is that a pipe opener? So I wouldn't say, obviously there's bigger targets later on, but I wouldn't say I wouldn't be ready for this. And if there was a lot of rain, then you'd have to like take serious consideration. But two to one's quite short. Um, I do agree with Andy on Dragon Symbol. I thought it was really, really harshly treated at Ascot. And I don't, also don't think Five Furlong's going to be a problem. Show so much speed that day. I don't think it would make any iota of difference, really. But, um, mm. I do think it's between the three and on the non foot form alone, like Winter Power could blast these away, you know. Um fifteen away, probably 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 a good price as well. Yeah, what Lauren's mentioned there is she thinks that opinion and that glass slippers goes better on softer than firmer ground. Definitely. Yeah, that's one hundred percent. That's why they save the horse really for that autumn campaign, I feel. Um so selections. Let's go for you, Steve. Boring, but... boring but solid. Uh, Declan, I'm Manista for me. Manista flying the flag for Ireland there, buddy. Um, and Andrew, uh, yeah, keep it simple. Winter power. Let's go over to the Moigler now. The Moigler stud is a fascinating interest. It's interesting race on Sunday. Uh, we've got betting through for this at the minute. It's over seven furlongs for the two year olds. Agata, who's been improving throughout the season um is a try favorite i'm gonna get this right tonight it's gonna to be a try favorite hasn't it um co-favorite for three should we say then three to one with carter de Geo. come on come. i don't do i don't do gaelic and how'd you pronounce that thing carter de Geo. carter good job oh, never mind i'm gonna call it number two friends forever. Andy did it we still have to get to the ledger, so you, you have one more go at our national. Anthem. Oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, 
Agata. Carter Jail. Carja de Jail. Good. Well, friends on? forever. Just say friends forever. Friends forever. Yeah. There you go. Core favourites of three anyway, all at three to one. Very impressive. Homeless songs and Carda de Carja de Geo were last time. Um, Agata's improved as the season's gone on. Declan, it's a fascinating renewal, isn't it? Yeah. Look, previous discoveries, Sunset Shiraz, who closed all the way to the line, even though we slagged her off a bit. Twinkle, Concert Hall and Say Say are all held, you know, comfortably enough, I'd say, by, by our Agatha or Agatha. Um, Car, you know, Kajikajo, she, she was behind there. Uh, so, so, like, <laughs> I don't know how you, I struggle with these Agatan horses and this, you know, so where, so where, you know, Behind Sawyer on debut, and then I'm not sure how strong the form um, of of Kajikajo's two races were. Like you go right down to the bottom of the bet and here, look at you know missing Matron and him book two. They were both beaten by Sawyer, and uh, I think she's well worth taking on. Um, Lullaby was fourth on debut. And I was struggling to see why she was so short in, in the match, but she is a Galileo, so sort of, you know, the, the bookies are obviously expecting. Um, she's not running. She's running on Saturday, Dak. No, no she's not, not running. Why is she so short? Um, what kept saying? Solid's are as well. Yeah. Velocidad, um, Velocidad has, has, was disappointing in the pre morning. Two and two before that, and as I said earlier, I'd forgive any horse a run in France, especially that first run in France. Um, I I just put a line through it, but like in saying that, Agatha won the debutante well. She beat all those horses I, I listed. You know the maiden sunset Shiraz was closing on her. But what's the most interesting thing about this race is on Agatha's fourth run, she was second to Homeless Songs. And how many songs is you know if she was good enough? I know you lads are rewatching it just before we come on. Like if she was good enough to be quite an experienced Agatha at that stage, how good is she? Now I'm always concerned about these demo well horses. You know I wouldn't have been surprised. If I think they can be very fragile at times. I don't know what he does be doing with them, but. She could be anything. We really, really don't know. It's only been one run. It could have been a fluke. But, you know, what What, what struck me about it, it was Agatha's first run and everything she's done since. Like, she's beaten all those horses. She's beaten half this field. And, and Homeless Science could be a really, really special horse. And I'm, you know, I, I'm really, really excited. I hope she's declared. I'm really, really excited to see her on Sunday. And, uh, I think it's a match between the two. And if Homeless Songs is going to improve, well, you know, three to one could be really good value here because I don't get why Kajika Jot is so is so short. Um on farm Agatha probably should be the favourite. But she's quite exposed now and Homeless Songs just could be anything. 
Um, I, I really hope she's declared because I've, I've been dying to see her. Uh, she's gone into the tracker some time ago. There's no, there's really no need to be putting horses to put this good into your tracker, I suppose. But um, it, it was fairly early days, and uh, she could be anything. I'm just really, really excited to see her. And and yeah, she's you know a, a treat the one and what we know she could be good value. I really hope she turns up for deck. I really do. I'm really. I would love to see the the horse. Um, what a debut that was. Um, just fingers crossed that she does. If she doesn't, she doesn't. We'll, we'll see her another day, hopefully. Um, Stephen, is it between these top three in the market? Yeah, I think so. And I certainly agree with Deck. Obviously, there's a couple down there. I looked at the Lullaby as well, which um, Deck first mentioned. It was an interesting entrant, having been full for the maiden, where it sort of died late as well. But prettiest I won't touch on. And he's followed her over a cliff this year. So you'll probably have a bit to say now whether she's going to run or not. But. Um, yeah, totally agree with that. Homeless, homeless song. She dwelt at the start. She got out of pace. She was green as grass. Like she to come home and beat an horse of a Garfer's experience the way she did. Naturally, you're going to improve three or four pounds. You would say, wouldn't you? From especially one of Dermot's who not normally wound up first time up like that. So I just, I just hope she goes there. You know, and, um, the Jerlines also favourite. I'm not so sure. Like it was impressive on his second start, but. The opposite beat history is one of Aiden's who has since been beaten as favourite history. So I wouldn't say the form's been absolutely boosted either. So fucking wasp in here. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um but yeah, no, I'm I'm totally in the homeless songs camp, Chris. Just hope she turns up and I sort of sort of hope she progresses from debut. Super, super. Andrew, what do you fancy for this mind love? Nice renewal. Um, yeah, it's better than last year for sure. And this oh, has always 100%. been a, it's always been a race that it's nearly always the best two-year-old group one in Europe in terms to follow form. Um, it's usually very, very reliable, like, you know, Magical winning it, Ritzina winning it. Um, I'm only scratching the surface, really. There's been a lot of very, very absolute top draw fillies. Basically, Aidan O'Brien's best filly of the, of the following year tends to win it, but um pretty my gorgeous. only worry pretty yeah gorgeous. pretty good yeah pretty good yeah that's it they're, they're, last year's was just a bit of a um look they, they, the two of them look top class in fairness and they probably knackered themselves out last season they probably did uh minding was a winner oh, like there as well so but anyway um my worry about homeless songs is the fact that she hasn't been seen in 66 days now by the time they they do line up like that's she's missed a silver flash she's missed a debutant um she's missed uh another round tower that's the six furlong race uh the race lullaby ran in a few uh, last week but there, there's been three or four potential spots for her to run um now obviously two-year-olds you know they can have growth spurts they can have little issues you know they're, they're still growing they're only babies it's fair enough but i'd be it'd be pretty what's going on <laughs> What's going on? I'll tell oh, you. The what. Just kill it, Steve. Steve, kill it. It's actually a spider. That's a spider. spider. Oh, you get a wasp and a spider mixed up. <laughs> Go on, Steve. Show. Oh, I get it. I get it. That's massive. 
If you're watching this on audio, you'd be like, what? <laughs> anyway, very listeners. That's a new comment to Spider Anyway, <laughs> going back to um, <laughs> Homeless Songs up the, 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 the layoff is a the layoff's a worry. Um, now, the fact that she was, she's been kept in at the five day stage would suggest she's probably going to run. Uh, outside of her, you know, Agartha, who's won a group three and a group two since, she's she's gone by her as if she was standing still. And then she's gone on to Frank the form significantly. Yeah. Um. So, you know, the form is really reliable because like um, Limitti de Greccio was behind uh, Homeless Songs as well. Um, as was Twinkle, who won a Galway Maiden. Um, you know, there's there, four, that, that's four, or sorry, that's three really, really talented, probably borderline black type fillies that have been behind her. Uh, and then you like to throw into the boot, you have Alpha Centauri's sister, Discoveries, uh, Corda Gajo, or Karja Gajo, who was, um, see, even you can't say it, Karja Gajo, yeah, I can't say, um. <laughs> She'd be history on her last start. She was backed off the boards to do so, and that was very impressive. Um, and if rain came, she'd be probably a tough nut to crack as well. Prettiest has been bitterly disappointing. I, I don't know what's gone wrong with her. Um, I still have the... I, what I saw at Navin was enough to make me think she could be a mother hair type next year. Maybe she just looks a bit weak. Um, and I think she you might see her as a uh, in better light as a three-year-old. Um, Sunset Shiraz was in, um, was a really good second to Argarta in the debutant on very, very testing ground. She'd probably need that ground again to feature. Um, Saisai won a pretty weak listed race. So you're looking at outside of the top three, you are probably kind of clutching at straws. Uh, Twinkle, I think, was undone by the, the heavy ground last time out. And I still, yeah. I still think, um, I, I think she won in spite of the ground at Galway, and I think she's a very, very smart filly as well. She is a sister to Anthony Van Dyke, so I would assume that quick ground would see her in really good effect, uh, or to really good effect. And if the ground mm. was quick, I think she'd make the frame. But it's so hard to get away from Homeless Songs and what we saw in debut. Um, oh, yes, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the 66 days, though, is stopping me from kind of getting really stuck in. And if the ground stayed good, I think Twinkle each way could be um could be the way to go here. But if the ground was to turn up soft and if Homeless Songs was to run, um she'd be a very exciting filly and a very, very tough nut to crack if she can build on her debut promise. Excellent. Thanks very much. Uh, lads, really looking forward to that on Sunday. I do hope Homeless Songs takes part in that. It looks like a really good race. Uh, we're going to go to the two-year-old race now, which is the Goffs Vincent O'Brien National Stakes um, for the two-year-olds, obviously, over seven furlongs. And we've got the probably star of the season over seven furlongs there in Ireland of, as Point Longsdale, who's one to two on here. Native Trail coming over for the Charlie Appleby Yard and Hugo Palmer's Ebro River at 72 and 13 to two, respectively. We're going to start with you, Stephen, who likes Duke de Cesar. Is that right, Steve? Oh, you're on mute, Steve, you madman. Did the wasp stick you on mute? I think I've done it when I tried to chase it around the ass. But it was actually <laughs> He's out of breath. Right, where was I? Um, yeah, Duke de Cesar. Um, yeah, just done my world's had a good year with two. I was obviously we just spoke about the filly in the last race. This thing was 13 to 8 
for its second run, um, like I say, it was only man. This is a huge step up. Um, it was just the manner in which he won it. It's one with his head in his chest. Uh, the other interesting thing about it is he made his debut at Galway, which is St. Dermot does with his good ones. And I think it was the same race that uh, refused to bend one. So I'm sort of maybe half sort of clutching at straws, but he's also been talking really highly of this one. And it's not saying he's, he normally does, you know, so he's, he really does like it. In fact, he's running him in the group one um, straight from the maiden for me is a real positive, you know. I'm not saying it'll win, I just think it's one to watch out for. Point Lonsdale is obviously the horse of the year, too. Otherwise, it's, it's thrashed everything it's been up against. It beat the Queen's horse in the Chesham. Uh, Reach for the Moon has gone on to win twice. Actually, is Reach for the Moon still in the Champagne on Saturday, is it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yes, four to five on. Yeah, you'd expect him to win as well, you know. He, he won a listed or a group three at Sandown since. I don't know. I think I think the favourite looks pretty good. Native Trails obviously won two from two. He beat Masakela in the new market race. Masakela then beat Bayside Boy at Newbury. I thought Bayside Boy wasn't given the best run that day. It was it was, it was, it was, it was Can you say that again. Sorry, you can say that again. Yeah, David Egan. Yeah, he sort of it was obviously had a bit of an inexperience. Masakela run run three times. Baseball boy, his second run. Baseball boy can't win the race. Then he can change his hands when he went half a length up. And it, the horse just lost all momentum. And Masakela fought back. He may have fought back anyway, but I sort of I thought Baseball boy was slightly uh, slightly unlucky the day. So if he is in line through that, they're, they're pretty closely matched. But Point Lonsdale seems clear of all everything in the field. Really, Ebro Rivers has been at Ascot and been at Newmarket. I think he's even been at Goodwood. Uh, so it was a it was a shock to me when it won in Ireland. Um, of the rest, I don't see much much else in it really. I think the favourite win, but I think Duke Decessor's one to really look out for. Dermot's been talking really highly of this one, and um, it's not something he normally does. He normally plays his cards close to his chest, doesn't he? Yeah. Duke Decessor then for Steve. It off run, I will point out. So I think it would be interesting. Maybe important to see if there's much rain falls, you know. Yeah, there is, uh, we are. You are due rain over there, boys, aren't you? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like me and Andy are. You know, it, it's a twenty-minute drive away from each other, and never stands in between. It's probably closer to Andy than it is me, but um, like it, it's pissing rain all afternoon. I sent you the video; it lashed in Clondalkin. And uh, like we're both out <laughs> Dublin, and Andy was sending back pictures, and it was like Spain. So, clear blue skies. I just popped my head out there. It's gone very, very foggy. So, I'd say there'd be a lot of dew on the ground, but that won't bother Leopardstown. That's Leopardstown. You know, that would turn Haydock heavy now. That fog. They have water at Leopardstown. We don't know if that rain hit Leopardstown today. Yeah, and if it did, yeah, they need to water. But well, if it's warm tomorrow, and it's very warm, fucking roasting here at the moment. <laughs> so, so um, deck, is uh, is Point Lonsdale a bomb-proof material this weekend? Look, everything he's done, everything he's done has been comfortable. Even even the winner at Ascot was like he was always just doing enough, wasn't he? Against Reach for the Moon and. 
you know, it's it's a decent it's a decent match race, I think. Like Native Trails two from two and Masakela has, has Frank the form of the superlative. But um after that I think Ebro Ebro although he's won the Phoenix, definitely has to improve again. Duke to say it. I'm not sure of the form of, of you know, that race. Uh Ultramarine is interesting that he was toured in the Ballyhane and fought in the round tower. And a really you know, how it depends on how good you think Sacred Bridge is. And I think Sacred Bridge is very, very good. Um you know, he's been behind Sacred Bridge <coughs> still, you know, to get to the point now is that Lansdale you know, the only thing the only fault I can pick in him is that is maybe his head is too big for his body. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm finding it very hard to find fault for him. He's not a he, he's not a horse I'm I warranted. Um, I couldn't say I'm in love with him, but can't really pick holes. Everything's been really, really professional and really, really easy for him. You know, he's you can't really knock him at all. Like I, I can't really find fault for him. What price is he? Probably one to two. Just, you, know. you love those shotties. Absolutely love them. Will you give me each way on that? Really? Um, you know, look, uh, look uh, Anatoly's in here. Um, we, we've seen the, the gambles on him. We've seen him win. We don't know how good he's like. You know, he's probably not this quality in the fact that he, he's won that race on the back of two barrier trials. Uh, so it, that's not, it's not like it was his debut. He, he's won the two barrier trials. Um, I don't know whether they were both over course and distance. I'd say one of them certainly was. Mm. And, you know, he's turning up here at 66 to 1. I'll be watching him again. Um, Will they go up and trip with him after how he behaved at Dundalk? They'd be bleeding out of their head. He should yeah, be on the next trip. He should be on the boat to Hong back Kong. Trip, like, you know. Mm. Um, but look, he's had this injury here for a long, long time. That That's what. That's why I had originally mentioned. Yeah. You, know, you have to make the national stakes entry once they're conceived, I think. It's an early builder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> Look, I think it's a match. Uh, but Paul Lansdale has done it four times very confident. Even when he's beat the Queen's horse, I think he, you know, he had a bit up his sleeve. It was confident enough for him and can't mm. really see him being beaten. And I, I don't know, maybe Ultra. Marine, if I wanted to pick a horse each way, but I don't, it's probably between the top two in the market. Yeah. Like many runners, we're gonna get many are entered that are already declared. But many runners, do we get six? I'd oh, say yeah. you get five or six. Five yeah, or six, you know. So yeah, look, I, I, I it's, it's difficult when you've no declarations, but yeah, he, he's been. I haven't really warmed him as I said. His head's a bit too big for his body, you know, and. Mm. Everything's just so easy for him. He Perfect observation. Want to be a superstar, and I'll never really love him. Yeah, but I can't really see him being beaten here. Perfect observation from Declan. Though his head's too big for his body, that means That's he wins. Also, look at them, though, Chris. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That means he gets his head in front because his head's too big. Because that's yeah. good. That's all you need, isn't it? Uh, so, Andy, summarize it very quickly, buddy. Go for it. Yeah, I think Point Lonesdale, the probably the, the reach for the moon form in the Chesham is probably the. 
the best form on offer. Uh, point Nolan said he's a brother to Broom, but he looks a lot faster than Broom. Um, mm. Yeah, Ebro River, I don't think that was the best Phoenix stakes. They all finished in the heap, and I think he won because he was at the, on the right parts of the track. I thought it was uh, terrible. The round, didn't he? Yeah, he had the rail. I think that was where you wanted to be. The others were kind of more central. I think he'd benefit from being in the best place. Native Trail beating Masakala. That form could look a lot better if if um if, if obviously Bayside buys what Steve said, if he could win the Champagne Stakes on Saturday, which would have been a race I would have loved to cover, but obviously with all the group ones, um we would have been here to leaving the off time at Leopardstown yeah. covering all the good yeah. racing yeah. this weekend. Um <laughs> look to be honest with you, I, I do I want to take nine to four on on Point Lonsdale? Probably not, or two to one on, or whatever he is. Native Trail's a very nice horse. It's probably between the both of them, but look, Point Lonsdale's done nothing wrong, and I, I think he'd be a tough nut to crack on home soil. Yeah, cheers for that, boys. Right, we are coming on to the last race we're going to cover this weekend. It's the Coma Group Irish Derby. Oh, sorry, Irish St. Ledger. What am I on about? Derby. Ledger. Yeah, it's wide open this one this year, really, isn't it? Sunny Boy. Listen. Did I honestly say before that the um I think I got it wrong when I was talking about Johnny Murtor also that won the the the, uh, the E-boy was by was it? Was it my man about? Huh? Yeah, Ot- the Ot- Ottoman Empire before. I don't know why I said that won the E-ball. That was terrible. Did, really did he have Royal Diamond who went off favourite, did he? And Brown Panther beat Royal Diamond and right there. Yeah, but oh god, that, that run bar Brown Panther was a Cracking be me. Did Johnny there when he, yeah. and train Royal Diamond? Yes. Mm. I believe yeah, Johnny Johnny inherited Royal Diamond from the Tinklers, I think. Yeah, but well, you know Oh the Tinklers license, wasn't he? He was still riding. Yeah. The betting through for this coma, Irish Saint Ledger. We got Twilight Payment at four to one. Sunny Boy, listen, the E Boy winner, so to so, say, so, is five to one. Baron Samedi at six is for Joseph O'Brien. Search for a song at six with Sir Lucan at six. Santiago at tens, and it's twelve to one. Bar those. Where are we going to start here? Let's go to Stephen first. What do you fancy for the Irish? I have a braise this fellow. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> Norton, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Come put me off again. Rango. <laughs> All right, that, that's, the, that's what I'm interested to see, where Takarango finishes so we can find out how far ahead last year novice holders are of, of the cup horses. What, um, <laughs> is uh, Salukan, Salukan's definitely going to run at Doncaster, is it? Yeah, he is, yeah. 100%, yeah. Um, I don't know. We did Twilight Payment last time. We said it was there for just for an exercise, didn't we? Then it went and bolted up. But um, what's he? What's he? What's he here for Saturday? Is he gonna? He, he's prolific here. To be fair, yeah, he loves the car. Yeah. Sonny Boy, listen. Obviously, drop uh, stepping out of Ebor County. Obviously, with Ebor, we we say you need to be a group of winning. Obviously, he did win in the, the Grand Country's like, and he he won like a good animal. Um, I'm sort of looking at Santiago in this race. He's been disappointing since last year's Irish Derby, but this is his first run back at the car. I'm just do you reckon that could bring about any improvement, Andy? Or not? Back Sorry, over Santiago, back over a mile and six, and back at the car. Oh, he's such a small horse. I think we've just seen the best of him, to be honest with you, Steve. Yeah, I don't know. Eight or nine in one shot. Uh, anyway, search for songs similar profile to last season. A couple of pipe openers. I think one of them was in the group one race, wasn't it? Behind Magical. 
I just think um, it set it up for us. I think it could be a really good weekend for him. Um, that'd be my pick, Chris. Search for a song. Good lad, you're sticking to time though. Well done, well done, sir, Stephen. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Definitely, you did the same, buddy. I'll be quick. Look, Twilight Payment. He, he is prolific oh, here. Um, he's won the trial. He turned up to the, uh, the you know, the opening of an envelope. And look, yeah, you can see why he's favourite. Sonny Boy Listen won the E-bar. He, he went into it the right way. He, you know, ran with murder in group races, dropped in there. He deserves a chance here. Search for a song comes here. Uh, you know, a similar route to the last time, and she's won this. She's won this twice, so you couldn't ignore that. Um, Ember the Sun, Santiago, or on the vein, you know, they're probably not good enough. Arrington Card is held. Interesting one is Carlisle Bay. He was sixth in the Linfield trial. Now, I know he was sixth, beating about 100 lengths, but, <laughs> you know, Adi Har was second in that trial. He's very, very unexposed. So, I, I don't know what to expect there. But the one that's absolutely jumping out at me is Baron Samady. And he actually has the best form in this race. He's beaten Mayor Astralis. And he's beaten half this field. He's been a big, big improver. And I think he's great value here. I, I think he could be just better than all this. Nice six to one there from Declan. Andrew, yourself? Yeah, I had it between Baron Samedi and um and Search for Song. So stay on Dex picks. It's um it's not really a race I always look forward to, the Irish Ledger. And and Chris, can you just uh, pronounce the number two horse there, Aidan O'Brien? I already again. Aran Naveen. It's close enough, in fairness. Yes. Uh, we'll give it to him. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, so um he'll probably make all the try and make all the running around Naveen. Um he, he needs he needs he needs ground quicker than what it was in the Kazakhstan St. Ledger though. Like he needs a proper <laughs> road. Um as does the whole family. I, I'd say Baron Semedy is is be the slight preference for me as well i think this is the race that he's been trained to all year really and and his run behind Brown wasn't too bad over the the mile and a half and was slowly run and um, i think he has a great chance here um and i think it'd be either him or the the mayor search, search for a song that that wins this but it'd be baron semity for me excellent thank you very much boys that brings us to the end of the podcast is there anything else you want to mention this weekend i know anyone wanted to mention riot yeah, I had about a hundred horses here, so I'm going to list them all. Oh, no, I listen. Um, I had a whole thing ready to go for. I was nearly going to go through the Leopards Down card for you, but I won't do that. If anybody wants it, they can message me on Twitter or something. But, um, look, I've been telling you about this horse for weeks, Riot, who's going to go in the last race at Leopards Down for twenty past four race, I think. The the Sovereign Path Handicap. Uh, microphone falls over. That's right. The path. Um, yeah. So. Johnny Murta inherited this horse from John Gosden. He showed really good form in a handicap at Royal Ascot on his second last start. Was beaten by Highland Princess, who's running very well in group races these days. And uh, Dania, who I think has subsequently won a, a big pot as well. Uh, I think he won the Victoria Cup or something. Um, so Riot was third at a pretty decent price and he was... He was turned out on stable debut on a trip that was way too short for him at Dundalk. And he's he's just a there's nothing they're not hiding anything. He's just a well handicapped horse. And if he runs to form, um he'll he'll just win. 
uh, he'll just win. So I, he, I'm very much fancying him. He's the last race of Leopardstown. Tissue prices are saying eight to one. I'd be very surprised if he was anywhere near that. I, I had him as a four to one, nine to two chance. Um, so he'd be my nap of the weekend, and I will probably back Max Sweeney in the group two as well on the same card. Um, St. Mark's Basilica, and if I keep going, I, I won't shut up. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, only one from me. Um, it's a reserve runner actually over in Ireland. It's the four twenty. Um, and that is the Sovereign Path Handicap. Um, a reserve runner, it's number 21. You're wasting your time. Oh, God. Yeah, not going to get in, do you reckon, Andy? <laughs> not any messing. Go on. <laughs> Give over. You it's know just because Ryan's going to win. That's why I meant you're wasting your time. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I do quite like marbling. I do quite like marbling, buddy. That'll be an each-way shot for me if he gets in. Marbling. Uh, Declan, you? Oh, yeah. um, I, I think in the boomerang... I, I know Max Sweeney is the, you know, Max Swim. It's not going to be very swimmy out there. Uh, he's the most obvious choice, but I, I do like Jerry Lyons, maker of Kings. Uh, he really likes it here. He's won here. He's a quite consistent horse. He's second favourite. I think he has a great chance. And um, should I tip up Cotty again? Should I for the 100? No, for fuck's sake. Oh, they're offering, they're offering shares in Cotty at the she minute. Even get the tree. She doesn't get two miles. Cotty has suffered from being in the big yard this season, and there's an issue that they haven't looked for because she's one of 100 and odd horses. If she was in a smaller yard, they'd have worked it out by now. I totally agree. Send it to me, and I can tell when the horse's head is too big for its body. Oh, oh yeah, you can, yeah. Yeah, that is your, that is your gift from God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, have you got anything, buddy, this weekend? Yeah, like in his free in the Paddy Power Stakes on oh, Saturday. Edward wins that, forget about it. Ah, he's uh his second favorite in the world's world. I think he'll reverse the form from the carol last time. He wasn't knocked to bat. He was Derby favorite in a free ride. He obviously went he didn't run for a year, had various problems, but he was ended a lot of times. I think he was ready to run a few times, but he just never made it to the track. I think provided he doesn't bounce, I think he'll definitely reverse form. I don't think he'll bounce because I think he's I think he's he's been entered a few times, he probably could have run. And I think Hurricane Ivor is an absolute plot in the Portland handicap on Saturday at Doncaster. Interesting. Uh, I was just looking for his former. It's followed a similar track That's to. Tennis, isn't it? I knew he was going to mention that race. Followed a similar path to Muffmere. I don't know if you remember Muffmere. It was a shake hand that off for Haggis yeah, seven yeah. years ago. I remember him. Ran in the Stewart Cup, then won the Portland. Um, I think it's a plot. It's top weight, but I think he'll. I think he'll go very close. He was unlucky last time behind Copper Knight. He got bumped at the start. He got. Shuffled back, he got loads of traffic and he flew home. I think this will be tailor made for him. Thanks very much, Steve. Right, that brings us to the end of the podcast. It's been a long one, but a good one. What a weekend we're going to have, and hopefully, we're back some winners. Thanks, everyone who's joined in again. Thank you very much. We've had a lot of listeners tonight. That's fantastic. Thanks for everybody who's commented. And have a great weekend, boys. Thank you very much for joining me. Cheers, Cheers See you Saturday. See you have a nice weekend, Andy and Deck. <laughs> That'll be a good one for you guys. See you, boys. Bye-bye. Cheers, yeah, See you later. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode.